Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, as long as you're 21 or older, Michael Hill, Jason Holder, proudly bring to you the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast. And if you're not done with that, go listen to something else. Welcome back to the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast. It's been a few weeks. I had to move, and that took up all of my time. How dare you let real life interrupt this? Well, you know, this is a a multi-million dollar making podcast for us, and I I, I I can't believe I did it. I just don't know, man. I I, I don't know about your dedication. Yeah. We're going to have to talk about releasing you. (laughs) Well, it's been fun. (laughs) Jason, how was your last couple weeks? Uh, pretty good, pretty good. Just uh, mostly working. Um, a lot of wrestling news has happened, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of it. Playing some, uh, playing some video games, uh, painting stormtroopers. Yeah. You know, the usual. The usual. Oh, about right. you? Moving. Other than moving, moving, just uh, moving. Mo- moving is taking up a lot of it. Of course, work. Uh, yesterday, as we record this, uh, I competed in. The Dragon Boat Races for nice. uh, supporting the United Way. I, of course, I did that with my employer, but uh, we very cool. Had, that was a lot of fun to do that and get out there and be back on the water. Kind of grew up in the Boy Scouts and paddling and canoeing, and I haven't done it for a while, and I miss that. So very cool. was fun. This week uh, we have a whiskey surprise. It looks like a wine bottle. It, it does look like a wine bottle. This is uh, Yellowstone Select. Now, this brand actually goes back for years. This is a pre-prohibition whiskey. Hmm. Uh, let's see. Got some got some dates for you. Uh, sometime in the 1880s, they started making this. Uh, Glenmore bought it in 1940s, and stuff has happened. Been sold several times. Uh, in 2010, the grandson or the, the descendants of the person who started making this whiskey started their own distillery, and it is the Limestone... I'm, I lost it, but uh, yeah, I think it's the Limestone... Yeah, Limestone Branch Distillery. It's in Lebanon, Kentucky, Okay, which is, you know, odd that they named it after Yellowstone, but right. it was named after the park, you know, when the, when the park was opened or, or designated. Mm-hmm. The first national park... So, we thought we'd give it a try. It's got it was sold through prohibition as a medicinal. Really? Yeah, you know how they some yeah. of those got away with that. But yeah, the bottle is very plain and simple. It looks very similar to a wine bottle. Um, and there's something really cool about this. I'm gonna save it for a little while later. We can talk more about the whiskey throughout the show. But something really cool that I enjoy about this. So, all right. Well, cheers. Cheers. Very sweet on the nose. Sweet to taste, too. Very smooth. Mm-hmm. It's not bad at all. It's a real sweet whiskey. It is. It's a very sweet whiskey. It's not one... Like, I get more vanilla out of it mm-hmm. than, like, than the caramel. You know, the, the, the flavors you associate with 
um, age barrel, you know, like yeah, bourbon, right? Your your caramels, your your nuts, your your cinnamons, that kind of stuff. <clears throat> this has more of a floral, vanilla, mm-hmm. maybe even like I don't know, like peanut butter, even not like peanut butter, peanut butter, but, but you know, yeah, I can kind of. It's it's got a very nice flavor. You know all those weird whiskey tasting yeah. phrases like this tastes like peanut butter. Newsflash: It tastes nothing like <laughs> peanut butter. But it, but it it triggers peanut butter in your yeah, mind. Exactly. It's very good though. I actually yeah, enjoyed I this that. one. Yeah. Someone might make a uh, might make it into my regular rotation. Yeah, I kind of dig that one. Yeah. Very good. As you said, Jason, a lot has happened yes. in the world of wrestling. We are not going to run down what happened on the shows this week. Uh, to be perfectly honest, didn't even watch Raw and SmackDown. I, I've watched Raw. I didn't make it to SmackDown, if we're being honest, but I'll get to it. You know, I mean, we watched Dynamite because we, we watched Dynamite up here uh, at the studio, of course. Watched Rampage. Thoroughly enjoyed both of those shows. Mm-hmm. Um, I said, not last week, but week before last, they broke up Liv Morgan and Rhea yeah, Ripley. That, that was last week. Was it last week? That was last week. They broke up Liv Morgan and Rhea Ripley. They did. Um, and that, and was, I, the, I that said, was the final I straw. I no longer watching Raw. And it felt very odd this Monday to not watch Raw. <laughs> uh, but I did not. I, I held to my guns. Good job, Jason. <laughs> um, so, yeah. We only host a wrestling podcast. I know, right? <laughs> There's plenty of other wrestling we can talk about. I mean, we got AEW. We've got technically we could start watching Impact. Yeah, yeah. Um, New Japan. New Japan's around somewhere that we could watch. But uh, let's talk about you brought up Rhea Ripley and Liv. They did break them up. Yeah. Ray uh, turned heel, I guess. Yes. Um, Ray has turned heel in that deal. Um, I don't understand why they broke them up, other than. It's WWE, so, hey, we're going to put people together and let them be together for a couple of weeks and then break them up so that we can create a feud that's probably going to have one, maybe two matches. And and honestly, the two of them had amazing chemistry together. They really did. And this is what cracks me up about it is you just had at Mania – you know, they come out in the Catwoman, mm-hmm. Batman outfit, you know, the whole thing. Like, their vibes really match each other. They, yeah. they kind of looked like a tag team. Um, And then... And then, like, two weeks after Mania, you're, you're breaking them up. It, it doesn't sure. make sense. Vince hates tag teams. Yeah. And I mean, that's what he does with tag teams is he'll put them together so that he can get as many people on WrestleMania or SummerSlam or whatever pay-per-view, I'm sorry, premium live event that he has and then he breaks them up because he hates tag teams and he doesn't want them on his show, but he has to have them on his show because he has a bazillion people signed. Yeah, and you know, we've always talked about tag teams are a great way to get people on TV. So mm-hmm. tag teams, three man, four man, you know that kind of matches. Yeah, AEW does a good job of it. I think uh, they get a little overboard sometimes, but for the most part, AEW does a great job with their 
you know, we're going to have these tag matches. We're going to have these big eight-man matches or, you know, ten-man matches, that kind of stuff. And letting people be seen. Um, WWE will throw two random singles people together in the men's and the women's division. Mm-hmm. They'll be a tag team for a month-ish. And then, oh, there's tension. And then they'll have a feud. And depending on who it is, that feud can go for several months to the point where no one cares anymore. Or it can go for a week, two weeks, and then they forget that it exists. Yep. You know, I have a feeling that what we'll see with this Raya Live thing is, you know, a couple of weeks, maybe three weeks worth of it, maybe to WrestleMania Backlash. I figure, yeah. And then Ray's going to squash live. Yeah. And that's the end of it. That'll be it. But speaking of things that WWE forgets all about. Okay. And they're creative because, you know, they start coming up with stories and then they move on to something else. Yeah. WWE released a bunch of NXT stars this week. Yes. Uh, uh, day before yesterday, I think, is when they announced it. Uh, Friday, this I think. Being Sunday, Friday, so yeah. Friday, yeah. Um, there were several names announced. We're not going to run through them all because, well, frankly, we don't know them. Yeah, mostly. I didn't uh, know hardly any of them. There were there were four names on yeah. the list that kind of stood out. Four names that stood out to me. Dakota Kai. Mm-hmm. Dexter Loomis. Which both of those are old guard NXT. Mm-hmm. So I kind of I kind of see why maybe they're getting rid of them. But wasn't Dexter, and I, I know you're probably not going to know the answer to this, but I think Dexter was involved in a story. He was. Because he was still married to, to Indy. Indy. He was. And, and they were still the, feuding with somebody. And one of the, the other women that got rele- released, uh, I forget her name. Persia. Persia something. Perrette or something. Yeah, she was part of that feud. Yeah. And she got released. It just doesn't make sense. And apparently they're getting a lot of backlash from the creative department on that because they were not told. Mm-hmm. Uh, not just that. There was also uh, Malcolm Bivens was released, yeah. and he had his old diamond mine thing. Yeah, which, again, kind of, sort of, old guard. Like, he was at the end of NXT 1.0. Yeah. Um, and Malcolm's not a wrestler. You know, he's just a – he was just a personality. So, if they're a budget cuts – Well, is he just a personality in NXT? Was he a wrestler on the indies? I he don't was know. a wrestler in the indies, I think. But in NXT, he was just a personality. So yeah. – if they're talking budget cuts, okay, you're, you're going to cut the guy that's not actually in the ring. Yeah. Sure, whatever. Uh, and then um, Harland. That's the one that shocks me. And I cannot think I of think his... the most. I cannot think of his, his real name off the top of my head. I didn't write it down. Yeah. But he was recently... I mean, he was very involved in a storyline. Yeah, he was part of Rick Steiner getting kidnapped. Oh, yeah, that's a thing Hall that happened. Thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but he was part of that. He had been compared... As recently as a month or two ago, mm-hmm. to a young Brock Lesnar, and, and the thought process that he could be the next Brock Lesnar. Yep. Now, part of the reason he was released, or that I saw, was that he was not progressing as quickly in the ring as they would like. I don't know. I have not watched NXT since NXT 2.0 became a thing. Same here. But very surprised to see his name in that list. Mm hmm. As well as Dexter, you know, Dakota had apparently told them that she was not going to be re-signing. Yeah. And this is them just being like, well, okay, 
we're going to get you out and, yeah. and just be done with it. We don't have anything for you. Mm-hmm. As opposed to Mustafa Ali, right. who said, hey. I would totally like to. I'd like to go. Um, no, we're not going to do that. No. But the thing is, apparently there's some rumoring going on that within the next couple of weeks, there's going to be some main roster cuts as yeah. well. And yeah, I saw a number, and I have no, I'm not going to repeat the number because it, I don't know how accurate the source of it is, mm-hmm. but it was several million dollars that they were trying to trend. Jeez. And if that's the case, mm-hmm. we're going to see some pretty big names released. You start looking, and you, you're looking for that kind of money. Right. I know. I know. You know, you're talking somebody on the level of a Kevin Owens. I can't see them getting rid yeah. of Kevin. No, he they just, just resigned. But we're talking somebody on that level. Like, I've seen some names tossed around that would probably fit. Apparently, Alexa Bliss mm-hmm. is not happy at all. Well, and apparently, they have nothing for and Alexa. They have nothing for her. So she, they give her this weird-ass character to mm-hmm. pair up with Bray. Yep, and then get rid of Bray. And then they get rid of Bray, which, what? <laughs> like, you you just weren't using him, but he was still a top merch seller. Mm-hmm. Okay, you get rid of Bray, you have nothing for Alexa for a while. You, she she does this weird feud with a couple people. Dewdrop, who is a name that is yeah. possibly on the list. Dewdrop, she feuded with uh, Shayna Baszler, yep. with... Um, before she left, uh, Naya. Mm-hmm. Uh, I bet Mustafa Ali's not on the list of people that they released, though. I'll bet not either. But, you know, and then, so they send her to therapy. Mm-hmm. Ther- therapy. Which does absolutely nothing and ends with her having her doll back. Yeah. It does nothing for the story. Nothing for the story. Just a complete waste of everybody's time. You had her in therapy. You should have gotten rid of the doll and just brought Alexa back. Yep. You, you could have. They bring her back for one match. hmm And then she's gone again. Yes. And apparently WWE has nothing for her. She has apparently voiced her um, displeasure with Vince as... I think you should yeah. if you're in this kind of a role. Hey, you guys aren't using me. What's going on? Mm-hmm. Did I do? What did me. I do? What, what can I, I do? Basically, what did I do wrong? Yeah. If you want to think about it that way, because I mean, we're talking somebody who was a very big name, mm-hmm. has been multiple time women's champion, was paired up in with the Fiend, which was one of the hottest things going at the time until they completely ruined it because WWE and got um, that. Dumb character that they gave her over. Yeah, exactly. So, and and not only got it over, like that was a character that should not have succeeded at all. At all. And she crushed it, mm-hmm. got it over, succeeded. They took the fiend away from Bray Wyatt. Yep. Uh, 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 Wyndham Rotunda mm-hmm. fired him. Yep. And basically, you had Alexa running with it. And then they just completely drop the ball with it. And then they just completely drop it. I, I don't get it. I don't either. I, I, don't, I don't understand either. it. And so I can see her being on the release block. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We've talked about Mustafa Ali a few times. Mm-hmm. So let's turn to that. 
he back in January or February asked for his release. And, and, and he asked for his release. He didn't even want to be released to wrestle. Realist, really. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, when he asked for his release, it's he wanted to go back over to the Middle East and kind of help. Yeah. You know, do do outreach type stuff. Where yeah. you know where he's from. And they said, nah. Well, where where not where he's from. Well, he's from his, I think Canada, Canada, but I think he's from Chicago. Or Chicago. Yeah, he's from, yeah Chicago. he's from Chicago. That's right. But you know, his his ancestry, his yeah. where where his family's from. I so what do they do? They bring him back to Monday Night Raw in April. Yep. And he's a face now. Which he should have been a face anyway. I mean, the dude's too likable. Yeah. The um, the heel thing never worked for him. The, and the whole retribution heel stuff, it didn't work for him. You can't, it's very difficult to make a heel that has his moveset. Yeah. High flyers don't make great heels because they're flashy and you want to go, ooh. Well, they do insane stunts, and we'll talk about one of those here in a little yeah. bit. But they do insane stuff that's like, how can you not cheer for somebody who's doing a... 840, 1060 off of the right. top rope through a table onto yeah. tax. And, you know, I, I, I took that way too far. But but your, but your point stands. You yeah. know, it, it's very difficult to cheer for somebody who is that flashy. No. Just is what it is. And that is, he is a phenomenal wrestler. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's why Vince doesn't want to let him, or I say Vince, that's why WWE doesn't want to let him go. Because Nick Khan has a say in this, too. Mm-hmm. Because he absolutely would be signed by AEW. He would be with AEW or Impact the day his mm-hmm. uh, non-compete was up. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, let's face it. Signing with one of them does not preclude going to the other one. Right. Because everybody, every other wrestling uh, organization on the planet, with the exception of WWE... Seems to be cool with working together like the old territory days. Yeah. I mean, we've got just announced on Dynamite even. Yeah, two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Uh, the Forbidden Door pay-per-view. Forbidden Door pay-per-view. New Japan versus AEW. Um, That's really cool. You know, mm-hmm. for, for a while there's been teases about New Japan being part of it. I mean, Kenny... Made his name in New Japan. The Bucks made their name in New Japan. Yeah. I mean, you can talk about their runs in like Impact or you know, Generation Me. Generation that kind of Me. Stuff. But uh, they made their names in New Japan. Hangman made his name in New Japan. Jericho reinvented himself in New Japan. Moxley mm-hmm. came out through New Japan after his disastrous end of his WWE run. So there's a lot of connections there. When you say Moxley's disaster, then he had the best end of a WWE run anybody has ever had. WWE okay. sent him out on top. They did, <laughs> but that character was trash. That oh, character that was feuding with Seth was trash. Like, and then they did the whole Shield reunion thing, which yeah, was cool. They did the whole then, Shield reunion to send him out. Yeah. But, and then he goes out, so he goes out on top. Nobody has ever gotten an exit but quite like John this. Moxley. I will say this. Yeah, that was a really cool way to go out, but it doesn't negate the pat, the six no. months previous to that. No, it doesn't. And his, that, that garbage heel yeah. character that he was playing. 
Um, so yeah, there's this, this really big tie for New Japan for them. Then you start hearing rumors that that had kind of fallen apart. And WWE was in talks with New Japan about a partnership. Uh, Nick Khan made a couple of comments about it that he would really like to get that done. You know, it was something he thought that the WWE Universe would like. Well, unfortunately, the WWE Universe doesn't get that. The AEW Galaxy does. Yeah. Which is what Jericho has now determined that the AEW crowd is going to be called in his new character. Yeah. Which is a ripoff. It's a direct stab at the sports entertainer uh, WWE mindset. He took Matt Cardona's character. It's gimmick infringement. He, He really did. I would like to see as this as this storyline ends because it's not direct gimmick infringement. He saw what Matt Cardona did and he's like, "Oh, I can do that." Because mm-hmm. WWE, the thing is, WWE has such animosity mm-hmm. among the internet wrestling community trademark. Yeah. Um, that anybody that takes that quote unquote becomes a WWE type guy in the independent circles. And when I say independent circles, I'm including AEW and impact in there, even though they're not independent. I think you understand what I mean. No, I do. Anybody that becomes that sports entertainer, you know, that type of person is an immediate heel. I mean, look at Cardona, you know, he's got, I think seven world titles now and different independent, uh, Mm -hmm. Things and every he's time he gets collector. one, he's the bell collector. And every time he gets one, he talks about how how much uh, clout he brings to that ind- organization. And it'll show pictures of him with different belts at like Disney World, in uh, airports, you know, showing off belts, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, I'm waiting to see him announce for Diamond Championship Wrestling. Right. He made, he made a comment. He said, uh, "Attention, bookers, please stop booking me against your champions." The extra luggage fee is getting expensive. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, so Jericho Appreciation Society is out there. Mm -hmm. The only complaint that I have with that is, as AEW is wont to do, the heels constantly get over on the faces. Um, We've talked about that multiple times with the when we were talking about the elite, when we were talking about, you know, uh, the inner circle, the pinnacle, you know, it's always that really old school wrestling mentality, I guess. The heels always outnumber the faces because mm-hmm. the heels stick together for whatever reason, but the faces never do. Mm-hmm. So you'll have five heels beat up one face, and that one face is part of a group, but the rest of the group won't come down to help that face because, well, it would kind of, it, it wouldn't be right, you know, for us to interfere in what's going on. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, like, like right now what's going on with it is uh, Inner Circle blew up, got the Jericho Appreciation Society. They're feuding with Eddie Kingston and Proud and Powerful. Mm-hmm. And it's just the three of them versus, what is it, six or five? It's five. Because it's yeah. uh, Mike Menard, uh, Angelo, whatever his last name is. Um, it's 2.0, Jericho, Jericho yeah. 
Um, Daniel Garcia. Daniel Garcia and, and Hager. Hager. Yeah. Um, so, well, they're not 2.0 anymore. I know. They're 2.0. That was that was from Bad Creative. That's 2.0. They're, they're 2.0. Um, they are 2.0. Yes. And that is how we are going to refer to them. Uh, I, I kind of dig the Jericho character that he's playing. Yeah. Um, and he looks like a million bucks. He looks great. He's um, definitely put in the work since his health scare. Yeah. I think we talked about this before. We did. Um, so they're going to feud with, with Kingston and Proud and Powerful. They are feuding with them. Mm-hmm. And every dynamite that they're on the show, the heels get over. Mm-hmm. Like we were sitting here, I think it was two weeks ago, and the show was going off, and Kingston and Proud and Powerful actually got the upper hand. And we were like, crap, they got the upper hand. And then all of a sudden they get attacked. Yeah. And they get beat down as, as it's going off the show. And all of us were sitting here going, that's dumb. And this week, this week, we were sitting there, we were yeah. watching it. They have a face-off in the ring. No punches are thrown. Mm-hmm. I assume there was a stipulation or something. Yeah, I, I there missed was a that, stipulation about no violence in the ring during the signing, know, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, you know, whatever. Cut several segments later, mm-hmm. and they're in the back. Proud and powerful have been laid out, mm-hmm. and Jericho lights a fireball off above Eddie Kingston's head. Yeah. It's meant to be in his eyes, but it right, was right. so bad. It was yes, so it far. Was. Wrestlers. Please, for the love of God, stop with the fireballs. Yeah, it, 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 it never works. It looks neat on paper. It never comes out right. Just, just stop. <laughs> just quit. Just quit. But yeah, so now Eddie Kingston's going to be blind. Hey, yeah. how original for AEW? Yeah, because you know we we just finished that with uh, Pac. Pac. Pack, whatever, however you so, say his name. Yeah. Uh, whatever. Tony, please pull the trigger. Turn what's her face heel. Oh, and uh, let her Julie do, Hart? Julie Hart, yes. Because, you know, she's got the whole blind thing going on right now, too. Yeah. At least pull one the eye. eye patch. The eye patch. Turn, just, just turn her and let her join the House of Black. Mm-hmm. Please. The love of God, just pull the trigger on it. Yeah, and we've mentioned that several times, I think, too, about how uh, you go from WWE, which doesn't tell good long-term stories really at all, Mm -hmm. to the AEW that tells long-term stories that mostly suck. Well, it's not that they suck. It's a No, it's that it, they suck. They don't know how to pace them. Yes. Like, if you're going to tell a long-term story, so a long-term story, if you're going to pace it right, you and I bump into each other in April. Mm-hmm. Just walking down the hallway, one of us shoulder bumps the other one, doesn't apologize. Mm-hmm. I'll see you at the pay-per-view. And we don't, it, it's not really brought up again. Six mm-hmm. months later, we're in a, a multi-man match together. And one of us lays the other one out. Mm-hmm. By accident. Yeah. Even. You know, and then you start to build a storyline off of that. And it goes back. That's long-term booking. 
Yep. Here's what you need to do. WWE, AEW, New Japan, whoever, they need to sit down and say, okay, we have this pay-per-view in April. Mm-hmm. I'm going to use WrestleMania. I'm going to use WWE and WrestleMania as a as the template for this. And I think I've said this before, but here we have WrestleMania. What are the matches that we want to have at WrestleMania? I don't care who's face, who's heel at the, this moment in time. What are the matches that we want to have right. at WrestleMania? Okay. How do we get there? Exactly. So we've laid out our matches. Let's build back. Okay. So what do we need to have happen at the rumble? Okay. What do we need to have happen at, uh, I don't even remember the league, you know, or whatever, all of them, tables, ladders, and chairs, That's I, in December. you know, <laughs> what do we need to yeah. have happen and work your way back to that? I don't care if, you know, you want to have Roman Reigns versus Seth Rollins at mm-hmm. Mania. It'd be a great match. How do we build there? How do we build there? I don't care who's face and who's heel at the moment or that you have two heels at the moment. This is the match we want. Mm-hmm. Okay. At that match, I want Roman to be the face and I want Seth to be the heel. Well, okay. I know as I build back, I need to get Roman to turn face at some point. How do I accomplish that? Exactly. What happens to Roman that he becomes face? Does he step away for three months? You know, does he drop the... Does he drop the title? Do the Usos turn against him? He drops the title and that causes him to realize the error of his way, spending time with his family again. Mm -hmm. Okay. There. That's a full story bought in. He spent time with his, his kids, his wife and his kids. And he realized, you know, I'm not the, I'm not being the role model I thought I was being for my children. Right. I erred and I deviated from my path. Okay, now he's a face. He comes back in. You've got a strong face Roman who's going to get cheers. Mm-hmm. He's not going to be booed like he was in the past. Right. Okay, now how do we get Seth where we need him to be? Is this a title feud? So now we've taken the title off Roman. We want Roman to get the title back at mania so how do we put the title on seth yeah and all that sounds great except that's not how they do it no (laughs) no what they do is they throw darts at a board the week of and then vince walks in and says what is this we're gonna tear all this up and he rewrites it an hour before the show goes on the air yeah and he does that every week so there's not a story there's not a coherent storyline um like, normally I would have watched SmackDown. I, I'm bored with Roman. That character has not evolved. I don't care. You know? and, and that's he's the, not and that's really doing anything right now. Yeah, I think he's hurt. Like, I, I, I legit think he did get hurt uh, and had his bicep torn. Well, I don't um, know if it, I remember if it was bicep torn. It was a shoulder. Well, it looked like he popped his saying, shoulder back in place. They were saying... He was saying in the ring that it was his shoulder because he said something to Paul about his shoulder being out. Mm-hmm. And then he, like, jerked on the rope and all that kind of stuff. But seeing pictures and, like, some of the, the dirt sheet people talked about that it looked more like a bicep tear, mm-hmm. uh, which feels the same way from what they said. I've never had my bicep torn because that involves, you know, working out, and I don't do that. Um, and, I mean, you could tell so, in the weeks – in the weeks afterwards, you could tell that he was injured because it was at one he point. He really hasn't been in any matches. When he was standing outside and he went to lift both titles up, 
his right arm went straight up and his left arm and they, they cut away, but you could start to see as he's starting to lift his arm, like he, you could see the beginning a of a wince yeah. or a grimace. And then when they cut back to him, he actually had his arm yeah. up. Yeah. You can tell he is, he was injured. Mm-hmm. So what are you doing? Yeah. Is he going to be able to wrestle at backlash? They haven't moved Drew into a match with him yet. Nope. Or, or set that storyline up, which it's clear to me that Drew is going to be the one most likely to beat him. Nah. Cody. You, don't, you think it's going to be Cody? R- Roman is holding that belt until either next Mania, which will be way where too Cody long. wins and way too long, or... They will do sometime in the fall. They'll do a a one of the the pay per views that they haven't announced yet because they haven't announced several of them. Will be at Madison Square Garden, and I think what we'll see there is Cody versus Roman at the Garden, where Cody wins but doesn't get the belt, which sets up something like at Rumble or. Probably Rumble. Roman drops the belt to Cody. And then at Mania, we see Roman versus Cody with Cody having the belt. You know what would be the funniest thing in the world to me? Hmm. If Cody gets cut. (laughs) That would be hilarious. We're cutting millions. Uh, This was a bad move on our part to pay this much uh, when we're trying to cut down. Uh, We wish Cody Rhodes well in his future endeavors. I don't see it happening. He does seem to be over right now with the WWE audience. But I would laugh so hard if he got cut. It would be hilarious if he was on on the list that comes out in a couple of weeks or so. God, that'd be funny. (laughs) And and the, the, the best part of it, uh, let me rephrase. I don't want to see anybody lose their job. No, absolutely not. The best part of it would be the insufferable tweets from like the Bucks, because <laughs> it is way too soon for him to go crawling back to AEW. Yeah, uh, he he would take such a hit to go I don't, crawling back to AEW. I don't think he burned that bridge. Like, I'm not going to say you'll, we'll never see Cody Rhodes in AEW again, um, but that bridge is certainly. Sufferings for some major structural damage at the moment. I yeah, I don't think he burned that bridge. I I think, and I think that Tony sees value in Cody because mm-hmm. there is value in Cody. There's not the kind of value that Cody sees right. in Cody. Exactly. Cody sees CM Punk value in himself, and at best, Cody is Miz value. Yeah. Hey, doesn't he have the same? Artists that sings their songs. <laughs> right. So, but yeah, long-term storytelling has not been one of AEW or WWE's strong points lately. Mm-hmm. Talking about returns. We missed a return on our last episode. Well, it's a debut. Yeah, yeah, it's a debut, oh, sir. It's, it's, it his younger, debut. it's his younger brother. It is his younger brother. Uh, we had the debut of Ezekiel. Yeah, Elias' younger brother. He is Elias' younger brother. And this brother. is where this is where Kevin Owens is one of my favorite wrestlers. Yes. <laughs> Kevin and his ability to just completely ignore K Fabe. Yes. <laughs> uh, Elias? Is that you? 
shakes his head and he's like, "No, you're Elias." No, that's my older brother. No, I'm Elias's younger brother. I'm Elias's younger brother. Ezekiel. And Ezekiel. No, and then he just like gets out of the ring and walks off. They broke Kevin Owens. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, I love that whole storyline where every time Ezekiel is on screen, yeah. Kevin Owens is liar. Yes, it's it's great that Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens is one of my favorite wrestlers. Hands because down. of the way he subverts wrestling tropes. Yeah. You know, we've talked about him several times in the fact that he was a smart face. Mm-hmm. You know, he did not fall for the traps that all faces fall for. Um, Which comes back to Jericho Appreciation Society. It's bad creative. It's bad mm-hmm. writing that the faces keep falling yeah. for this over and over and over again. It's boring. Yep. Get some new stories. I know wrestling's been around for a hundred years. But get some new stories. You know, it can be about competition. Well, it can. And, you know, even even talking about new stories, we mentioned this before the show. MJF. Yes. So MJF and Wardlow, just to give some background and then I'll let you say what you were going to say. MJF has, well, Wardlow turned on MJF. Mm -hmm. MJF holds Wardlow's contract because he was signed to MJF, not AEW. Sure. Story. (laughs) So, MJF said, hey, you're going to go home, you're going to sit at home, and the world's going to forget about you. Mm -hmm. And Wardlow said, okay, see how that works. Came back, kept attacking MJF. Finally, MJF says, okay, okay, well, you're not going to sit at home like I'm telling you to do. I'm going to book you in matches. I'm the sole person who can book you. And so he books him against the butcher. Wardlow destroys the butcher. So he books him against Lance Archer. Wardlow destroys Lance Archer. Mm-hmm. Next week, he's going to be facing W. Morrissey. Mm-hmm. Speculation on our part, but right. it, it's... It's all but it seems confirmed. Like that's gotta be it's, it. it. Yeah, it, it's the only in the tease forum. You know, there was the you can't teach that yeah. the big guy. This you know, I would laugh if it was Enzo. <laughs> right. Just because that would be so good, <laughs> like subversion of expectation. But that wouldn't be what we get, and it'd be fun to see Enzo just mm. get tossed around the ring by right. Wardlow. But now I turn it back over to you. So, it's basically the same story mm-hmm. that MJF had with Punk, had with Jericho, had with Cody. You know, the if you want to fight me, you've got to fight through all of my lackeys. The, the Scott Pilgrim versus the world uh, storyline, you know. But this feels different. You know, it, it just... <coughs> Sorry. Yeah. It just it feels different. You know, mm-hmm. you have you have Wardlow. Uh, let's let's put aside the fact that all of this could be fixed very easily with Tony Khan saying well, Wardlow's not signed with AEW, therefore he can't wrestle in an AEW ring. Um the only way he can do that is to be signed with AEW 
And since he's already under contract with you, Max, there's unfortunately nothing I can do about that. Mm. Ah, so I guess he's just going to be able to keep buying tickets and beat the hell out of you. And, you know, I'm not, com- I'm not comfortable with, with him walking around backstage in handcuffs. Yeah. So I guess he's not welcome in the arena yeah, unless, if he's, you know, unless, unless he, he buys, buys a ticket. ticket. And then, uh, you know, you have that going, right? That would then lead MJF, of course, to, you know, a match where if Wardlow wins, his contract with MJF is over and he can re- he can sign with AEW, but if he loses, yada, yada, yada. Anyway. Um, or or Tony's being like, you know, MJF, you, you're signed to AEW. Wardlow signed to you, which by the transitive properties, he signed to AEW. Right. And... Yeah, I'm not comfortable with you booking matches on my show. Exactly. So, so either you release him or, you know, he can continue buying tickets. And, mm-hmm. you know, he's got friends backstage. FDR, they're his yeah. friends. I'm sure I'm sure that they'll invite him backstage. If he wants to come backstage at F- as FDR's uh, invitation, mm-hmm. then he can. There's nothing I can do about that. Yeah. <laughs> and and that's the thing. Like, the the Cody feud was you have to fight through all of my lackeys. The Jericho feud was you have to fight through all of my lackeys. The uh, or Punk here. feud, you have to fight through all my lackeys. So Wardlow is fighting through lackeys. They're not they're not MJF's lackeys. He's basically paying them for paying this them. stuff. Um, they're they're bounty hunters, but they're doing. A little more with it because there's a little more story there to it. Like Wardlow's coming out with no music, yeah. the handcuff thing, which is weird, but whatever. Um, and this is the part that I really dig about this too. They haven't done it yet, so I'm imagining probably Wednesday they're going to do this. Wardlow's handcuffed. When he gets to the arena, he is handcuffed. Mm-hmm. He is unhandcuffed when he gets to the ring. ring. He can wrestle, and then as soon as he's done, they put him back in handcuffs and lead him out. MJF hasn't had anybody attack him while handcuffed. And FTR is full-on face. They're yeah, still part of Pinnacle. Face. They're still part of Pinnacle, but they are siding with Wardlow. I don't even think Pinnacle exists anymore. I, well, I, I think they have, as far I think as they I'm have saying, quietly off-screen dissolved it. Yeah, but it, here's what needs to happen. Wardlow needs to be attacked while in handcuffs. FTR come down, make the save. Mm-hmm. That sets off MJF, and we advance the story. That with the on-screen dissolution of the pinnacle. Yeah, and, and we Spears kinda, stays with MJF. You can have yeah. then you can have uh, MJF. You can even have a cool little story there. Uh, Wardlow on a pole match, so to speak. <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> no, no, not so to speak. <laughs> An actual Wardlow on a pole match. Well, what I mean there is you, <laughs> you end up hanging with, him on a pole. FTR, FTR starts, you know, petitioning Max on, on Wardlow's behalf. Just let him go, man. Come on. You're ruining the dude's career, yada, yada, yada. And it comes down to something like, all right, you put your ROH titles on the line versus me and Spears. If we win, we get the titles. Yeah. If you win, I'll let Wardlow go. Or to take it back and put it in Tony's court. Tony's being like, you know, I'm not really comfortable with you booking matches on my show and the way that you're booking matches on my show. Uh, and frankly, with you not, if you, you don't book, you're not booking him, so there's no reason for him to be here. 
But every time you come out, he shows up and attacks you. Therefore, I'm not comfortable with you being on my show Mm -hmm. and in my arenas. So until such time as you resolve this with Wardlow, Mm -hmm. you're not going to get booked. Yeah, you're suspended. And therefore, he's not. You're creating an unsafe work environment for the security guards. But but therefore, (laughs) he's not he's not directly interfering in the contract, which would be also an interesting story to tell. But it sets it up. They have a lawyer. It sets it up to break this up. Yeah. Yeah. Mark Sterling is getting more television time than any of the wrestlers. Yeah. On Dynamite, what was he? He was on like five or six different segments. He was there. He's with Jade Cargill. He was with Jade. He was with MJF. He was in the audience at one point. Um, With uh, um, Tony Nese. Yeah, with Nese. Yeah. I mean, he's getting, Mark Sterling getting some uh, TV time. Yeah. But it goes back to the long-term storytelling. We need to have MJF versus Wardlow for Wardlow's contract yeah. at double or nothing. If yeah. it goes beyond there, it's too it's long. Too long. Mm-hmm. You could book a longer storyline, but this part of the story, this chapter in the story, yeah. needs to end there. You know what I think the biggest problem is when we're talking about like the long-term stories and things? Think back to the 80s. So wrestling then, mm-hmm. you had the big four. Yeah. Right? Or the big five. Uh, big four. You had a, what, AWA. No, no, no. I'm talking oh. about like pay-per-views. You okay. had Rumble, yeah. Mania, SummerSlam, Survivor Series. Yeah. And you had the big four. And that's where things culminated. Or they kicked off. Mm-hmm. And then you had a good three-month period there that you built a story. Sometimes, depending on if it was like, if you were shooting for a Mania match, you might have a, a feud start at Survivor Series, go through the Rumble, and end at Mania. So you have between three and six months for most stories to to do their thing. Yeah. And we would see bits and pieces of it on uh, Superstars or that kind of stuff. But for the most part, the main stories like that got kept to the pay-per-views. And in six months, they were over with. Then we have WWE going to 12 pay-per-views a year and feuds lasting multiple Mm pay-per-views or just one pay-per-view, depending. I think AEW has the mentality that they want their feuds to last like current WWE feuds, but they're trying to book them through the old school because they only have four pay-per-views a year. Um, so it's this weird mashup of the stuff is taking way too long to develop, but we're not seeing a, and we're not seeing a lot of progress because they're wanting the progress to be at the pay-per-views, but their pay-per-views are spread out so far Mm -hmm. that it's just creating this. I'm bored. Yeah. Well, and I hope all any of that made sense, but but okay, here's an example. Right now we are in the qualifying matches, yeah, for the Owen Hart tournament. The qualifying matches, yeah, that's been going on now for what almost a, a month. month. It's been going on for a month, and we're not seeing Darby versus some scrub that was only ever been on Dark, right? No, we see Darby versus Swerve Strickland. Yeah. What? 
which is currently who is currently stuck in a weird feud with Keith Lee and Team Taz. Well, that seems partnered to, with he's partnered, partnered with, with Keith Lee. Lee against Team Taz in a weird feud that doesn't seem to have any direction. I'm I'm actually beginning to think that Tony is stretched too thin. And I've said this before, where he needs help. Mm-hmm. He needs help in booking. Yes, he is still the last line, the final say. But Tony is now running ROH, mm-hmm. AEW, where he is booking for Dark, Dark Elevation, Dynamite, and Rampage. Yep. So five wrestling shows right now that he's booking for. Plus, he's still running his statistics business that he does for his dad in the football teams and the soccer teams and all that. Yep. Which is partnered with everybody in the NFL and everybody in whatever the professional soccer league is. I can't ever remember because I don't care about soccer. <laughs> the Premier Premier League. Premier yeah. League. Uh, FIFA or whatever, you know. Yeah. I. <laughs> Tony stretched too thin. Mm-hmm. He's stretched too thin. He needs to rely on people in the locker room, proven people, and, you know, Tony's Tony's problem is he's trying to prove that he's Vince McMahon but better because Vince has this whole creative team that they come up with ideas and Vince immediately goes, no, we're not doing that, and then rewrites it anyway. Tony kind of doesn't have a creative team. Mm -hmm. He's just doing it himself. Mm Mm-hmm. That's not the way to do that. Nope. Get a creative team. He, I trust Tony Khan. Mm-hmm. At least as far as you can trust a billionaire. I but mean, he I trust is, Tony Khan. Let's let's. I'm not trying to say that Tony's not smart. What he's he should extremely do, intelligent, but he should do the WWE style of creative committee. Like we've said, you've got Dean Malenko there. You just got Pat Buck there. You've got Billy Gunn. You've got Jericho. You got, got Arn. Arn. You've got Tully. Di- you, know? uh, you got Dally. Diamond yeah. Dallas Page is uh, yeah. not necessarily there, but you have access to him. You've got Sting, you got who's Jake been in the, the business. Snake. You've got Jake the Snake. You've got all of these old school guys from the 80s and 90s that have been there, done that, basically seen it all. Yeah. You could put together a decent creative team out of those guys. And and cool, keep keep final say over what happens, that's fine. Even to the point of, you know, have your big meeting say, okay, look, guys, this is what I want, like you were saying, I want our big all out main event to be Kenny versus Jericho. Our yeah. our we'll just say that. Yeah, Kenny versus Jericho. We you guys get us there. Mm-hmm. And then have the creative team figure out the okay, this is how we're going to do this. Kenny should be coming back here. He can come in on this match, you know, and, interfe- and insert himself back into the things. Yeah. Yada, yada, yada. Here we go. This is where, and, and here is your play. Here is your, your novel yeah. on how to get there. And then and have then, Tony look at it and go, okay, I really like this. I really like this. I don't like this. I don't like this. Can we change that? Yeah, yeah we can see what we can do with it. I really like this. You know, yeah. Just kind of so, oversee it. Be the supervisor of it. Don't try to do all of it. 
Uh, let's move away from that. I think we've harped on that. Yeah, enough. I think so. We we harped on it last episode. Yeah, yeah, you we know, did. three years ago, whenever our last episode was. Right. <laughs> Uh, but you did bring up Kenny Omega. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about Kenny Omega. Okay. We have the Forbidden Door pay-per-view coming up. We talked about that right. earlier. One of the big names that we would expect to see in a Forbidden Door pay-per-view, mm-hmm. especially one that is between AEW and New Japan Pro Wrestling, mm-hmm. is Kenny Omega. Yes. He is a huge name in both companies. He may not be there. Yeah. Now, as we know, Kenny went out and he was injured. When he dropped mm-hmm. the title, he was injured. He took some much-deserved and much-needed yeah. time off. Now, I hope that he's figured out his vertigo issues. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I haven't really heard anything on that front. What we do know is that Kenny Omega recently had hernia surgery. Mm-hmm. That is a one- to two-month recovery time. When asked if he was going to be there for Forbidden Door, I believe by Will Ospreay, mm-hmm. Kenny's reply was a gif of, eh, we'll see. Which does not mean... No. I think we see Kenny Omega at Forbidden Door. We just may not see him in a match. Yeah, I I, I agree with you. He'll be there in some capacity. I could... If this is going to be a thing going forward between New Japan and AEW, and it's not just a one-off pay-per-view. Until I I know more, it's a one-off pay-per-view. Until we know more, it's a one-off pay-per-view. But I could see them booking somebody like a uh, Kota Ibushi Mm -hmm. or uh, my brain just completely forgot the other super Um, big name in New Japan. Um I know our friends are yelling at us right now. They absolutely are, and I can see him. Uh, I'm going to look it up real quick. I can see his face. The Rainmaker. Yeah. Um, Okada. Okada, yes. Okada. Um, I can see them booking uh, Abushi or Okada in a match versus somebody. And then... Looking forward to Jay yelling at us on Wednesday. I know, right? For forgetting Okada's <laughs> name. Um, I could see that. Them win. You know, book mm-hmm. them against... It doesn't matter who you book them against. They win. They're in the ring. And then Kenny Omega's music hits. And he walks out on stage and he points at them and does the, you know, the trigger. Yeah. To build a match between those two in AEW at some point. Yeah. I really could see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be, and it would be a fire. It would be Kenny's return. He would get a massive pop for coming back during something like that. Mm-hmm. You have Kenny come back as a face. And then, you know, you can you, you can build off of that. If Kenny's not 100%, mm-hmm. he doesn't wrestle. He just shows up and talks for a little while. Yeah. Keep what's-his-face away. Don uh, Callis. Don yeah. Callis. I'm sorry, Don. I don't, want, I don't, want I don't need to... you with Kenny. If Kenny comes back at this point, Kenny ain't coming back as a heel. He's got to come back as a face. He's got to come back as a face. But, so, you know, I hope that he heals up quickly. I hope that he's figured out his vertigo issues and gotten them under control. Mm-hmm. Hopefully. Um, if not, as much as I love Kenny or, um, Omega as a wrestler, mm-hmm. I don't need to see him in the ring ever again if he's still suffering from oh, the side effects yeah. of CTE 
which he very clearly is with those vertigo issues. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of never seeing people in the wrestling ring again, possibly. Depending, yeah. Inspiration or the former Iconics mm-hmm. uh, have stepped away from wrestling indefinitely to pursue other projects. So I kind of hope to see them in AEW at one point mm-hmm. just because I think like, that, that that kind of character, that kind of I would duo have, is missing in AEW's women's division. There's also the fact that one of them is married to Sean Spears. Peyton yeah. Royce is married to Sean Spears. Yeah. I kind of would have expected them to show up there. But uh, it, it appears that... They went to Impact instead. They went to Impact, where they immediately won the Impact women's mm-hmm. tag titles. They dropped them a couple months ago or a month or so ago. Yeah. And now they're indefinitely stepping away and it's possible maybe they've done what they want to do in professional wrestling uh, billy k and i don't forgive me i do not know Cass- their real names that, her, that one's that um, jessica I, I i don't i don't know i think her name's cassie uh, i'm not i'm not gonna lie because i don't know either yeah. of their real names i know them as billy k and peyton royce yeah uh, but billy k has amazing comedic chops mm-hmm. and could crush it in some form of comedy. Uh, yeah. I wouldn't say necessarily stand-up. I don't know. Maybe she's got the chops for stand-up. She could go be an actor But easily. she could go be an actress, a, a comedic act- yeah. actress, and just crush it. Uh, Peyton Royce, absolutely beautiful woman. Mm-hmm. She can go be a model or, or, you know, fitness model or whatever it is that she wants to do. Maybe she can display some of her comedic chops. Yeah. I, I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know what they want to do. But they've decided to step away indefinitely. So, best of luck to them. Best of luck to them. I'd love to see them come back because they're a really entertaining duo. Yes. And I'd love to see them come back. And I would assume at some point we will. I would think so. You don't grow up wanting to be a wrestler. And then just. hang Hang on. You don't grow up wanting to be a wrestler in Australia. Yeah. And move your life to America. And then just walk away from it. Right. Uh, I would imagine that they've got something lined up. They've been offered a reality TV show. Or be, I would think there's something, something there. Like uh, them in a reality TV show based around those two. That'd be funny. I, it'd be it hilarious. Would be funny, I think. Um, but yeah, so, you know, best of luck to them. Mm-hmm. Let's talk. Did we mention that um, Asuka has. I think we mentioned that she made her return. Um I liked how she made her return. Like I liked the I liked the whole surrounding it. You know, mm-hmm. Becky Lynch finally breaks her silence about losing the Raw Women's Title, and she's in the ring and talking. Of basically, oh woe is me. This is the first time in three years I've been on Raw, and yeah, you know, not had a, the belt and yada yada yada. And all of a sudden, Oscar's music hits. Oscar comes down laughing. You know, mm-hmm. uh we're picking up right where we left off through what is it two years ago yeah, now the best the and, best part of that though was on Twitter because mm-hmm. Becky posted the the thing of it of course promote promoting it right and her tweet was I gave this bitch my belt and look at what she did to me <laughs> you know so but yeah we're we're picking up right where we we left off we were gonna see these yep. two go head to head and we're going to get to see them go head to head yeah because Oscar won the money in the bank title yes. Money in the Bank ladder match, which was for she a chance it on at the that title Sunday, and then that Monday, Becky's in the ring with 
with briefcase. the briefcase, which made no sense until yeah. she talked about what happened. Yep. Then she said, you know, they Oscar opens the briefcase, the belt's in there, and, you know, Becky says, you go be the champion, I'm going to go be a mom. And, and Oscar, turned Oscar face. Yeah. Because Oscar was a heel. Oscar was the heel. And Oscar go, you're a mother? And like it like completely broke. I one hundred percent believe that she broke kayfabe there. She was so excited yeah. for you know her friend, colleague, whatever they are. You know she was so excited mm-hmm. for her. So, so um, it looks like we're gonna pick back up there. We're gonna pick back up there. Which is I'm good. there for it. Which is good. I don't necessarily want to see Becky in the title picture right no. now. Keep Becky uh, away from the title picture. Keep Becky picture. away from Bianca for a little bit. You know, let that kind of cool down. Well, I mean, they've been feuding for, for a year. nine months. Yeah. Or, or well, SummerSlam. So SummerSlam. So yeah, about, about nine, nine months. months. Yeah. Uh, let's, you know, they, she could have given birth to another child by now. Yeah. <laughs> let's kill that for a little while. Yep. Let, let, let's let other people, let's let Rhea step up and feud with Bianca. Because those two have amazing chemistry together. Yep. So let's And history that. for that matter, too. And, yeah. Well... It was I all mean, in NXT, have, so it yeah. doesn't matter. That's true. That's true. That's true. Uh, if it didn't, yeah, happen, that didn't count. But they have amazing chemistry together. Let's see that feud for a while. You know, let's see some some of these other people. Let's give a rise to live. Let's let live mm-hmm. get some time in the sun. I know that they've been teasing that for a while, so yeah. maybe she can get some. I'm not saying Liv is ever going to beat Bianca. She's not. No, but. Maybe she can do something. Mm-hmm. You know, I I haven't seen Shayna Baszler for a while. Yeah, uh, she's uh, she's tag teaming with Natalia. Oh, that's right, she is. So that, the women's tag division that currently has and I completely two tag teams. I completely forget Natalia that she and Shayna and uh, Naomi and Sasha. Yeah, at least until Sasha turns heel on Naomi because that's what Sasha always does. Yeah, and they don't know how to write Sasha's character any other way. But. There are opportunities out there for them to elevate other wrestlers. Mm-hmm. They have Shotzi freaking Blackheart. They've completely dropped the ball with her. her. I imagine will be on the, the release list. Absolutely. Would be a guess. And 100%, I know that they have a bloated roster already. Tony Khan, if Shotzi Blackheart is free, you sign that woman. Yeah. You sign that woman. You sign that woman the second that you can. <laughs> you, you have it in the mail before you can actually sign her. I in. would love to see, and this is this may be a pipe dream type thing, but I would like to see them take, create a new YouTube channel, mm-hmm. or a new not new a new YouTube show. I guess I should say, just for women's wrestling. Yeah, you, you have enough women. women. Yeah. You can develop them there. You know, of course, still, that would also make the the fact that they have one match on Rampage and one match on Dynamite, it would make it not stand out as bad. Dude, you give your women five minutes on Rampage, but you get, or on uh, Dynamite, and then you give a backstage segment that amounts to nothing ten minutes. Yeah. (sighs) That is a terrible look. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, Let's talk about women. WWE has apparently signed, uh, I'm going to mess up her last name, Bianca Corelli. Yeah, Santino's Which is Santino Morella's daughter. They've named her Ariana Grace, which Mm -hmm. really. You have this this woman who is 
of Italian ancestry. Right. Let's name her Grace. Yeah. Okay. Sure. <laughs> the question I have there is, how has she been wrestling on the indie circuit? What name has she been using? And, because that right there seems to be the new the new push from WWE is if we bring in somebody who's independent, which they have kind of stopped doing, they're bringing in more former basketball star, former football star, uh, wrestler, or uh, mm-hmm. college wrestler, that kind of thing. You will be given a name that we own. Yeah. Not, not that you've no. ever wrestled under, not that you use. This will be a name that is 100% solely the property of WWE. So that if you ever make anything out of it, and then you try to go to Impact or AEW or any of those kind of things, you have to reinvent yourself. No, there there was a uh, an article going around the dirt sheets a couple weeks ago that Vince McMahon signed the memo mm-hmm. and in the directive that they're not going to be wrestling under their own names, and they've gone so far as to change Austin Theory's name from Austin Theory to just Theory because his real name's Austin. Mm-hmm. Vince. Vince. Stop it. Yeah, well, Vince is still very much in the mentality of WWE is the only wrestling company that exists, mm-hmm. period, the end. There is no competition. Yeah. Indies don't exist. AEW, Impact, New Japan, none of those exist. The the you you might get a mention of New Japan, yeah. Because you well you but you never get the mention of New Japan. You get the mention of they've won titles around the world. Yeah, they're not gonna talk about other things like like here. What was it at Rumble when Mickey James showed up with the Impact title? Like that floored the hell out of me. Well, that floored the hell out of everybody. Because you and uh, you basically acknowledged. Impact. And not only did she show up with the Impact title, which she did, they announced her as the Impact Women's Champion, Mm -hmm. which she was and I think still is. And she didn't come out to her WWE music. She came out to her Impact music. She came out to Hardcore Country, which is her Impact music. And no, I'm not upset that I know that. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Let's go through just a couple more sad things, and then we'll end on some happier notes. Okay. Uh, First off, Matt Riddle has gotten a divorce. Okay. That was announced. I don't know if I'd call that a sad thing. Uh, Well, I'm not calling it a sad thing. I'm not calling it a good thing, because anytime you have, I I don't think that that's Mm -hmm. a a happy thing. Um, No happy marriages have ever ended in a divorce. (laughs) We know that Matt admitted to cheating on his wife, and so... That's happened. Mm-hmm. Just a just that just noting yeah. that not anything to say beyond that for that. Adam Page mm-hmm. has COVID. Had the Rona or, or had COVID as of Wednesday and yeah, was not able to appear. He tweeted out Wednesday morning that he wouldn't be at at uh, Dynamite because his face was full of COVID mucus. Yeah. So, so you know, Hangman had COVID. Wishing him a speedy recovery. Yeah. I I had it. I luckily was able to get out of it without much of a uh, really being sick. I was just kind of tired and and I mean, I'm I'm a fat old man. It happens. <laughs> uh, but 
hangman, hopefully you get well soon and come back at 110%. Hopefully you don't end up with any of the long. Uh, uh, 114%. <laughs> uh, yesterday was the 14th anniversary of Steiner math. So uh, okay, yep. we have to go to 114%. Yep. Because if you take the 60% chance that I got to beat you on any given day and you add it to the 75% chance that I want to have when I beat you – uh, in the the four way, then that puts us at one hundred thirty five percent chance. And <laughs> yep, gotta love Steiner math. It's good to see that he settled his beef with WWE and getting the recognition he deserved. Yeah, yeah, because you know. he went nuts and owned a Denny's for a while. <laughs> like or not? A, no, a Shoney's. I'm sorry. Yeah, it was a Shoney's. Shoney's. You know, look, Steiner absolutely one hundred percent deserved to be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. You look at what he did as the Steiner brothers. You look at what he did following that. Mm-hmm. He deserved it 100%. Yeah. I'm glad to see that they were able to squash their beef. It's best that for business. <laughs> um, another scary thing that happened was there was a match Sammy Wednesday night killed himself? where Sammy managed to not kill himself, though he tried as hard as he could. It looked like it. Um, so we had Scorpio Sky versus Sammy for the TNT title. Mm-hmm. Scorpio picks up the win, gets the second TNT yep. title reign. I'm pretty sure the only reason Sammy took it off of him a few weeks ago was so that there would be another three-time TNT title champion. Other than Cody. It wasn't Cody. Um, so it was in a ladder match. Sammy climbs up the ladder that he set up way away from the title. Mm. There was no chance of him grabbing it. And he was going to do a twisting splash somersault Something. thing, I guess. And either he didn't get enough jump off the ladder or Scorpio was a little too far away, or both. But Sammy or Scorpio was just out of position and not yeah. in where he needed to be to catch him. Sammy crashed and burned on the back of his neck on the mat from yeah. the top of a twelve foot ladder and laid there for a bit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now, I do have an argument with the end of that match. That should have been where Scorpio went up the ladder and got the belt. Instead, yeah, it should have ended there. Instead, Sammy, Sammy no sold that spot. Did a springboard off the ropes to climb up the other side of the ladder where he got thrown off, and then Scorpio grabbed the title. Yeah, there was half a dozen different things. There was a time where uh, Sammy got thrown off of the top of the ladder into another ladder that was that, wrapped, uh, in barbed wire. wrapped in barbed wire. Thanks, John Moxley. Um, because that yeah. was very clearly a John yes. Moxley idea. <laughs> and Scorpio was still up there at the top, but Sammy immediately got up yeah. and ran. And I, come on. Yeah. I need, I need just the slightest bit of realism. Mm-hmm. Just the slightest. I'm not asking for much here. <laughs> uh, yeah, there, that, that match should have ended well before it did. Mm-hmm. But it was a great, was a good match, fun though. match to watch. Yeah. Uh, Scorpio Sky is 100% a face again. Yeah. I, I um, don't think there's any way you can argue that. We'll especially see, with his heel as Sammy has become. Yeah. We'll, we'll see what happens with Men of the Year, mm-hmm. whether they uh, turn Ethan Page against Scorpio Sky, which could be interesting. Yep. Or did Sammy and Tay somehow turn Men of the Year and American Top Team face? <laughs> 
And if so, if so, they're the best heels. How? (laughs) The final thing that I want to mention for the first time Mm -hmm. in 30 plus years, WWE will be hosting what was formerly called a pay-per-view in the United Kingdom. Yeah, I saw that. As they uh, hold Clash at the Castle in September. So Mm -hmm. that's actually pretty cool, I think. Uh, The UK audience is always a active and Mm -hmm. just loud audience. They are there for WWE. And, yeah, I, I am there for for that show. Yeah. Good on WWE. I think the Saudi shows have shown them that, okay, yeah, we can get an audience if we do a show that's six hours out from where we normally do. Or, you know, the Saudi shows are what, mm-hmm. 10 hours away, 10 hours out? I don't, I don't even remember. What? Saudi? Yeah. I think it's 10 because the UK is six. Yeah. So, we're glad to see that. Yeah. Jason, Mm. anything else? No, I think that's it. Really. There is one more thing that I want to talk about with the whiskey. I mentioned it at the beginning. Yeah, you did, and we didn't Uh, talk about it. And we didn't make it around to it because, you know, switching things up some. Mm -hmm. So, this Yellowstone Select whiskey, one of the things that's cool, I mentioned earlier, I've kind of grown up in Boy Scouts and, and camping and that kind of stuff is is very near and dear to me. With the Yellowstone Select, they actually donate a portion. It's not a lot. It's like a dollar fifty for each bottle sold mm-hmm. to the National Parks Conservation Association, that is pretty which cool, is though. a third party organization to help maintain and pr- protect our national parks. And I think that that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I think that you know. It's not a lot of money. I think they cap it at 30000 a year. But, you know, it's not like this is Jack. You know, they're, they're a smaller whiskey brand. I think they're only in one store here in Mississippi, or on the coast at least. I think it's pretty cool that they they do that in support of our national parks. And if you live anywhere near a national park, if you live down here in Mississippi on the coast, we've got the Gulf Islands National Seashore. Wow, that was really bad. Gulf Islands <laughs> National Seashore. I, I swear I can speak. <laughs> they, That's a great place to go if you need to get outside, experience nature, look at some alligators, see some raccoons and other critters. Really cool. Go check them out. If you're not here and you got a national park anywhere within a couple hour distance of you, which you do, Go check them out because they've always got some cool stuff to to look at and show you. With that being said, I think we're about done for the day. We'd like to say a big thank you to McNarb Gaming here in Gautier, Mississippi. Thank you, Greg, for allowing us to use this spot. Come out, check them out, see what all they've got. They've got a brand new tournament that's going to be starting up this month, mm-hmm. the uh, Legion Escalation Tournament, yep, Star, Wars Star, Star Wars Legion. Wars Legion. So come check that out. It's a fun, looks like a fun game to to play. It is. You know, I know somebody in this room has actually (laughs) signed up to compete in that tournament. So come check that out. Check out all the other games that they have. There's a new Azul. Mm -hmm. I I love Azul. So now there's, uh, what is it, Queen's Garden? Uh, Uh, Queen's 
Queen's Garden? Something like that. Queen's something. You're, you're building pavilions. Yeah, uh, which I have not picked up yet, but will probably be added to my collection soon because I'm insane, and, and I like Azul. So with that said, thank you to McNarb Gaming. Come check them out. While you're here, head on over to Big Dog Liquor. Um, go in there. Uh, they've got wines, whiskeys, vodkas, gins, tequilas, all sorts of different liqueurs. Pretty much if you can think of it, they've got it. Uh, and if they don't, there's a pretty good chance you can probably get it ordered. They do sales on their wines every month, different wines, barefoot maybe this month, yellowtail maybe next month. Who knows? Best thing is to go in there and look and see what's in there. Yep. And now that you're done listening to us, you've gone to McNarbs, you've picked up a game, you've headed over to Big Dog, you've got yourself something to drink. On your way home, don't drink and drive. On your way home, check out our friends over at the Travelers on the Omnibus Mm -hmm. podcast. Available anywhere fine podcasts can be found. They have everything nerdy and interesting. They've done uh, their favorite board games. They've done their favorite uh, soundtrack or uh, composers. Mm -hmm. Uh, Check them out. They've got a lot of great content out there. They're fun to listen to. And keep your ears open. You might hear some of your favorite wrestling podcasters make an appearance or two uh, from time to from time. time to time. Uh, also, one of the guys at Travelers, Jody, does Fearology, which is available on Spotify and Anchor, I do believe, where he talks about different horror movies, goes into pretty good depth of mm-hmm. of the genre itself, all that kind of good stuff. So give him a listen on that one as well. Yeah, and. If you like movies, you like bingeable television shows, check out our friends over at Silence Your Cell Phones. They have great podcasts talking about movies. They do reviews. They also have a live show on YouTube every Wednesday night, I believe. So check them out as well. Tell them we sent you. We'll see you next time. Until then. Cheers. Cheers.